Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. But first, let's have a look at the main business stories in the newspapers with Aidan Donnelly from Davy Stockbrokers. Good morning, Aidan. Morning, Joe. How are you? I'm not too bad this Friday the 13th. John Mulligan in the Irish Independent writes that there is a two-tier office market in Dublin as more tenants shun older buildings. Yeah, this is an interesting thing. It comes about on the back of a BNP Paribas real estate uh, report. And what they're basically saying is that uh, reports, they're saying that the the rents are rising again for brand new high-spec offices in prime locations, but older buildings aren't faring as well. And I think it's something that's probably going to play out for quite some uh, over the next while as companies try to decide what exactly the nature of the remote working policies and our hybrid working policies are, and therefore what type of buildings do they need um, uh, going forward. And certainly, you know, it's more likely to be these high-spec offices that they can change around quickly that aren't the traditional kind of either open plan or or small office spaces uh, divided into small office spaces. But I, I, the other thing I suppose that's interesting is he, he's saying there is an increasing vacancy rate on, on older buildings and that is um, having an impact on the overall market because it represents the majority of, the, the, of Dublin's capital stock. So that means that, that lease terms and rents um, are becoming more favourable for tenants across these types of uh, spaces. Now, out of curiosity, Aidan, has most of your colleagues, have they come back I- into the office at Davies or are a lot of them still working from home? No, we 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 have the hybrid. There's a lot of 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 people back in the office. A good majority of them. And we're just trying to really uh, work it out what what it is going forward. Like there's definitely a need for for a change in in the layout and and maybe more dedicated spaces where you can do virtual calls, little pods and things like that that you can do little uh, then you can do virtual meetings in uh, and, and the like. But there is a, a lot of the staff are back in now and operating. So it's it's a question of how we ultimately. Uh, sort it all out in the end. Okay, well, let's move on. The London Times is a story which might be of interest to business and sports fans about BT and Warner Brothers teaming up. Yeah, I think probably more interested by sports fans somehow or other, um, because as you said, BT's deal, uh, they've just announced that themselves and Warner Brothers are coming together to basically bring BT Sport and Eurosport UK into, into what they're calling a powerhouse of sport content. They've signed an agreement to create a joint venture uh, that they're going to own 50-50, um, and it's a deal that's going to be worth up to $633 million for the for the BT Telecom Group. So the partnership will bring together sports rights for UEFA Champions League, Premier League, Premiership, football, uh, Premiership Rugby, the Olympic Games, Grand Slam Tennis, and the Tour de France. And customers are based, BT customers are going to have access uh, to the entertainment uh, side of Discovery Plus as well. So it's 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 it is a very very big deal, and I think it's not surprising. Uh, BT's new uh, chief executive came in last year and said he was looking at the the future of BT Sport and included all options, including an outright sale or a partial sale. It's it's a very very costly business to go into we're, we're seeing that in terms of the sports rights that they have to be paid and really uh, Jansen as the new chief executive of BT is, is kind of prioritised upgrading BT's open reach broadband network uh, rather than into necessarily the, the, the TV side of it so it was always a matter of time before something was going to happen and look I think it, it's 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 you're now really got uh, basically 
most of the, the major global sports content under two um, uh, two houses, if you will. Um, now, what they're saying is the joint venture has agreed a reciprocal long-term uh, supply uh, arrangement with Sky beyond 2030. So I don't think it's in either of their interests to cut, cut the other off. But I suppose when it comes to negotiating um, sports contracts going forward, the sports providers are going to have a much more difficult uh, job because there's just two big players left and, and, and maybe we might see an end to the, the, the crazy um, sums that were being paid. Um, crazy and, and, sums is absolutely... I mean, a lot of people said that BT paid, you know, unbelievable amount of sums per match that they showed in, in the Premier League. Uh, let's move on to the Financial Times, Aidan. Um, Guy Shazan has a story about European gas prices set to soar after Moscow imposes sanctions on EU energy companies. Yeah, I, I think this is a very important one, to be quite honest with you, because, you know, as, as a lot of people in, in markets now are worrying that there's, you know, is there a chance of a recession? And, and most of the focus is on the US and, and, and with interest rates going up. But I think ultimately, if there's, a, if there's any region where there's a, a serious chance of a recession, it's Europe, if the gas gets turned off and natural gas gets turned off. A lot of people focus on the oil side of it, but actually natural gas is a much more important one. And this story is saying that that Russia's state-owned gas supplier said it will cut shipments to Europe through its major pipeline um, because of sanctions that have now been imposed by uh, the Kremlin. And it basically closes down a, 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 the Yamal pipeline uh, in, into Germany. And that uh, accounts uh, for a significant portion of the supply going into Germany. And I think what, what's interesting here is that, you know, it, it where... The YAML pipeline really comes into its own is when you, you start getting peak demand uh, for gas uh, coming through. It doesn't really necessarily sort the, the, our, our impact, the, 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 the kind of baseline demand that comes through. It's when you start getting peaking demand coming through, that's really where the YAML pipeline comes uh, comes to, into its own. We've seen, as you said, prices rise um, in, in, in futures contracts um, are up probably at this stage, in, in, in terms of gas, probably four times what they were a, a year ago. But we're also seeing it, it filter through into um, energy or into electricity prices as well. Um, and, and that's likely to continue to go through. And, that, and that's going to affect all of us, Aidan, because eventually, you know, the market is going to equalise. And even if we don't get any gas from Russia here in Ireland, um, we're going to end up paying more for our energy. So it's very worrying. Can we move on to the markets now, Aidan? Um, what a day. We won't talk about cryptocurrencies because we have a guest coming up a little bit in a, in a moment to talk about that. But the Nasdaq downs 7% in a single week. Yeah, I, I, I think the, 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 the big impact, I suppose, in the last couple of days and what has changed has been we, we've seen the very big players in 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 the index so your apple your your amazon and and your microsoft in particular to lesser extent alphabet but they're now seeing their share prices come under pressure they were the kind of the last last men standing if if you will but you know we we started to see their share prices come under uh, pressure sustained pressure and i think really what's happening there is because they're such a large parts of the index, they're very overowned by an awful lot of institutional fund managers and by exchange ETF providers. Um, and as as um, redemptions have come in from mutual funds and and people are selling and and invest retail investors are selling some of their their exchange traded funds because these stocks are such large parts of of indices, they're now starting to get hit. Up until this point. 
fund managers will probably add a load to sell some of these big names because um, they were they were such large positions in the portfolio. Now they've kind of no choice, and and we've seen like if you look at something like Amazon, Amazon has seen its share price. I, I was quite surprised at this. You, I didn't think it was this much, but since November, Amazon share price is down nearly forty percent, and and we're seeing the lights. It's an unbelievable on. sell-off. Now, of course, they were uh, overbought uh, during lockdown when people were at home ordering um, stuff. Certainly, uh, my wife is putting Jeff Bezos's grandchildren through college. Um, but uh, yeah, so a little bit of a sell-off going on there. Aiden, I'm going to leave it there if you don't mind. That's Aiden Donnelly from Davies um, joining us with the Friday Papers and Markets. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.